I think the people of this country have had enough of experts. The science If you changed. count the legal votes, I we easily agree win. Go for a short it is time to get no, Brexit done. This candle smells like my vagina. It's supposed to be I shouldn't be up here. here. What I should be back in the schoolroom on the other side of the ocean. What the fuck is going on? Part of the Acast Creator Network. Hello. I'm Mark Steele. Welcome to my podcast where each week I ask the question, what the fuck is going on? What the fuck is going on? In the future, we will wonder how it ever happened. How was this creature ever our Prime Minister? We'll ask it in the same way someone might ponder, why did I ever marry that Satanist? I should have had second thoughts on my birthday when instead of a cake, he put candles on a sacrificed llama. This week, Boris Johnson answered a question about his illegal parties by accusing Keir Starmer of failing to prosecute Jimmy Savile. Next week, he'll say, Furthermore, furthermore, Mr Speaker, Keir Keir Starmer also failed to to prosecute Osama bin Laden, Jack the Ripper, William the Conqueror, the Riddler Spencer from Beating Chelsea, Diego Maradona and the Daleks. And that'll be an answer to a question about photos of him at a Downing Street party, riding a pig naked with Vladimir Putin. And now it's turned out one of the photos of Johnson holding a beer that's been sent to the police was taken by his own photographer. It's like one of those programmes, Britain's Dumbest Criminals. Look at this clown. He's holding an illegal party in Downing Street and he's brought along his own photographer. Don't forget to smile for the mugshot, Prime Minister. If he burgles a house, he'll take someone with him to make sure he doesn't forget to leave fingerprints all over the doorknob. And his other strategy, when he's been caught at something, is to make an announcement about a new project to try and change the subject. In a few days, he'll tell us he's going to build a bridge to the lost underwater city of Atlantis, and he's changed the route of the HS2 railway, so there'll be four trains a day there. And he'll add, we have also set up an excellent trade deal with uh, Basile, Queen of the Mermaids, which uh, wouldn't have been possible if we were still in the European Union. But this time, it isn't working. One by one, his old colleagues are resigning and making statements that go, I cannot believe that the man who always lies has told a lie. So as his support disappears, everybody associated with him will leave. Eventually, the wallpaper that he bought for £800 a roll will peel itself off the wall and roll back to the interior designer saying, I can no longer have it on my conscience that I am decorating a wall looked at by this man. And Laura Koonsberg will appear on the news saying, this is a massive blow for the Prime Minister. A source close to Downing Street says that other furnishings may follow. A senior curtain is said to be on the verge of resigning and two of his taps were seen leaving in a taxi this afternoon. But even now, Johnson tries to claim that the staff who resigned didn't resign. It was him who cleared them out. He'll explain this further by saying uh, they've left because they are uh, dead. Uh, that's it. They all exploded and I've had to replace them so everything is, is going to plan. And then he quoted the Lion King and said change is good. So he's now referenced the Lion King and Peppa Pig. And I think it will be Pingu next. Uh, To those who say that the time has come for a new leader, I can only refer you to the words of Pingu who said, (laughs) 
Bourbon black back. And uh, let that be an end to the matter. And he keeps making comments such as the British people are sick of hearing about how we lied and cheated about the parties that we had uh, through the lockdown. They want us to move on to lying and cheating about more important issues such as uh, energy prices and Ukraine instead. And they're making a decent go at it because energy bills are going to rise by around £2,000 a year for the average family. So they've announced that each household will receive a discount of £200. But even this generous £200 discount is a bit unusual because you have to pay the discounted bit back. So this is a wonderful new way to make things cheaper. All shops should try this. Curries can say, take advantage of our amazing discount off washing machines. They are now only £5, plus another £450 that you have to pay after you bought it. Otherwise, we'll send bailiffs around and swipe all your furniture. Hopefully, the government will make a charming film of a happy family wondering what to do with their discount. The children can squeal, can we go to Disneyland, please, 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 please? And Grandma can ask if they can spend it on putting the heating on as the cold is making her hallucinate. But eventually, the parents will decide to be sensible and spend it on the £200 that they have to pay back. Because we're all in it together. We pay the extra money and the shareholders of energy companies take the extra money. All of us working together as a team. Now we're in the crazy final days of a filthy empire, so anything can happen. Dominic Raab could flood the House of Commons and fill it with jellyfish while Michael Gove smears himself with angel delight and tries to skewer them with a trident while Nadine Doris writhes on the floor talking in tongues, which Jacob Rees-Mogg translates as, Boris is the truth, the light, praise be upon him. And in a hundred years, children will read of these times and ask how it could have happened. And the finest minds of the day will answer, I really have no idea. What the fuck is going on? Now, a lot of people have been critical of the Prime Minister recently, but we always like to be balanced on this podcast. So it's refreshing, to be honest, to hear another point of view. And so here's an interview with Tory MP Nadine Boris. Are you concerned about these latest resignations? Who cares? Who are they? They're no marks, nobodies. I've never even heard of them. And one of them is a right cow. I saw her in the House of Commons bar drinking espresso martinis all night eating prawn cocktail crisps. And I tell you another thing, she didn't even offer me one. Tighter than a gnat snatch, that bitch. So the Prime Minister still has your support? Listen, who invented the potato? That was Boris Johnson. He brought it back from Italy, or whatever. You should be down on your hands and knees thanking him for what he's done for this country. Boris done the first spacewalk. Do you not get him credit for that? My mate Wynne from the Wilton Conservative Social Club say they love him. They love him there. You wouldn't understand there looking at me like butter wouldn't melt. Salt of the earth is Boris. So just to be clear, you won't be joining the calls for his resignation? Well, what are you trying to say? Where do you live? I've never seen you round here before. I know the owner of Beta Taxis in Liverpool. He'll send someone round. Go on, ask me another question. Go on, see what happens to your shit house.
Now, as anybody who has ever tried to work out what the fuck is going on in this world will understand, you need the most expert of advice. So, I am privileged to have with us, in order to try and work out what the fuck is going on this week, none other than Maisie Adam, ladies and gentlemen, and beasts of the podcast listening world. Maisie Adam, marvellous comic, and also, I could testify, a very decent footballer as well. Oh, cheers, Mark. Thank you ever so much. So, Maisie, you are, as we speak, in Merry Cardiff, is that right? In Merry Cardiff, yeah, doing a weekend at the Glee Club, the wonderful Glee Club. Yeah, it's lovely to be back doing gigs, uh, as I'm sure you'll appreciate, Mark, to full rooms of people. It's just nice. It's wonderful. However, this weekend, those full rooms are very, very full because we've had the darts on Thursday mm. night at right. the Motor Point Arena. The hotel is right opposite that arena. Came out on Thursday night to watch the Glee Club and there was a, a group dressed all as the mask. Jim Carrey's the mask. Then right. there was about eight Margaret Thatchers and a group of right. Where's Wally. And had they been to the darts and then they came to the comedy? No, no, no. They were queuing to get into the darts. Because that would be quite a crossover to halfway. <laughs> well, they don't laugh, but they do go, ba 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 Oi, oi, oi. Can you imagine a harder crowd than a bunch of lads who've just come out of the darts in Cardiff? No. I think it would be better to do the annual general meeting of ISIS <laughs> than the darts crowd. Honestly, they were so intimidating just to walk past. Mm. Then last night we had a full room, but there was a stag doing, and the stag was in a gimp suit, gimp mask, <laughs> and a ball gag in his mouth for the whole three-hour show. The MC was like, oh, let's have a chat to the stag. What's your name? And he was just like, Susan, Susan. <laughs> horrible, horrible. Now, talking of yeah. going around Britain, going to different towns, mm. you are from Leeds. Yeah, yeah. So this means you're exactly the sort of person that various sort of local news people would want to speak to because the government is trying to level up. And I don't know what they're trying to level up with, but they're trying to level different bits of Britain up together. And Leeds is one of the bits, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. I mean, I'm not exactly brimming with hope at this news, to be honest with you, Mark, because it was announced, this levelling up thing, and it's always reassuring when Michael Gove's at the helm of something as yes, well. Yes, yes. You always feel like you're all going to prosper as a result of that. It's just, It makes me feel, literally, I get like almost goosebump and crit, like my toes go all curly thinking about them lot at the helm, because they've just got no grounding in reality. You've got Reesmo and you've got Gove. It... it them at the helm, it just feels dangerous. And them saying, oh, we're going to do this levelling up. Do you know what this feels like, Mark? It feels like when I was growing up, we'd go to the pub quiz as kids, you know, 16, 17. We'd go to the pub quiz every Monday night. And the first one in our friendship group to get his driver's licence would then offer to drive us all home after the pub quiz. And he was such an awful driver that you'd get in because it was a lift but you never felt safe. You never felt like it was a good right, idea right. to get into the car. And that's exactly how this feels with this lot at the helm. Going, <laughs> yeah. I don't feel right in this car. I don't f- I'd rather walk. I'd rather walk. <laughs> yeah. That's how it feels. But um yeah, it was it was saying it was going to try and give sort of the London level of opportunity to all of these places across the UK in terms of transport, in terms of broadband, education, loads of different ways. However, no new money to, to do all of this. Apparently, it's just about how you distribute the existing money, which you can't help but think, so you are therefore conceding that you've had this money all along and not been 
distributing it in the way that would favour places not London. Maybe they'll spend it on elocution lessons. Oh, God. Just be re-smog. Maybe if they could learn to speak in a certain dialect, they would oh. at least feel that they were somewhat improved in their vocations. Can you imagine trying to get the whole of Leeds to speak like Jacob Rees-Mogg? Oh, it's... that would be a... Pro- that's a great reality TV show, though, yeah, isn't it? Yeah, that's true. We could get a travel log going there, couldn't we? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, trying to Rees-Mogg all of Leeds. I mean, they just wouldn't have it. They just wouldn't have it, and rightly so. Fucking, what's modus vivendi mean? Can you imagine what Leeds United's chance would be like if we oh, had Jacob yes. Rees-Mogg? <laughs> yes. I mean, at the moment, we're most famous for whenever the other goalkeeper goes to take his kick, we just shout, you fat bastard! Wah! Oh, yes, well, it would be, you know, grossius bastidium. <laughs> yeah, just some Latin chant. Yeah. Yes, yeah, yes. My first experience, I, don't, I sort of I used to say this at the time, this is many, many years ago, was um, in the miners' strike. Yeah. Then there was a bloke come down from one of the pits that was around Leeds. And I've said this as a joke, but it is pretty much true. He's come down and, and he's done all this, oh, all always after there's like enough money for like snap and stuff, you know, and there's calling ground to last like four generations and what have you, you know. And there was only one fella what scubbed like what, you know, and has always been dumped for lurking down pit like. And I honestly sort of remember us all thinking, so is he for it or against it, this bloke? But fucking no idea. I only hear that proper Yorkshire now with my dad's friends, who, I mean, I'll be honest, it's mainly just sounds. It's it's a lot of... <laughs> it sort of sounds like when, when the connection cuts out on Zoom, that's just... That's the connection. That's... That's a normal conversation with some of my dad's mates. <laughs> yeah. Hang on, I think you go. You're going to have to ring me back. Yeah. What? Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Happen. But it's in real life. Do they still go, say happen? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. What I loved, my grandpa always used to say, instead of like, do you understand or whatever, or what I'm saying, he'd always go, do you follow? Do you follow? And he I think so. I don't know what I'm following, but I'm just going to nod. <laughs> do you know what, though? Leeds as a city is, is a city transformed. Even when I go back up now to see family, it's, it is it is changing. Whether or not that's anything to do with this levelling up or Gove or whatever, but there's a lot more happening. I do think that. And I think people are starting to get a bit disillusioned with London as well and realise, I think especially after this lockdown, where we've all worked remotely, you can see that you don't have to be within an hour of the capital city to be able to thrive. So I do think that there is going to be some levelling up, but whether or not it will be as a result of this level up initiative, I highly doubt. But they might level it up to the shitty poor bits of London. They go, there we are, we've levelled up now to the stairwell on the North Peckham estate where there's a crack dealer. I don't want to, to badmouth your ends, Mark, but as somebody who was always brought up believing that we were from the arse end of the UK and then you'd come to London and you'd see the bright red buses crossing the bridge past Big Ben, but then you'd get on the tube to some other places and I'd be thinking, this is what I'm meant to aspire to and I could grow up with all them lovely green fields and nice clean air well, exactly. lovely I'm, water. I've always hated when people have oh, always got on my nerves, you know, people are like, oh, it's all right for you lot down south. No. What? I know. All right, that's cleared that up. Now, Winter Olympics, do you think, from your sort of um, day or so that you've spent in Cardiff, do you think that Winter Olympics sports could uh, take place in Cardiff? It is fascinating. I don't know whether or not Cardiff will be able to... I mean, it's it's cold here, but it's not much colder than anywhere else. <laughs> Mum. I don't know where to fucking start skiing. <laughs> you fucking ended up in the bay. I wouldn't hold your breath for a Welsh bobsleigh team any time. 
But uh, do you know what? The other day I was I was like just going through my Instagram and this girl that I know, when I was about 19, Mark, I did that Camp America where you go over All for right. a summer and you work in a summer camp. And a girl I met there, who I'm still friends with on, on Facebook and Instagram, whatever, she was posting about her cousin who's in the Winter Olympics. So I've, I was oh. watching it as a neutral before and, and now I'm rooting for somebody I've never met. I, I've, I've never heard the name before. But now I am rooting for Kimmy Gertz of USA in the speed scale. Brilliant. I'm going to be watching that. Can we go to the yes. speed skating? I love the speed skating. They're the ones with the massive thighs. Oh, it's, it's insane. Yeah. It's like Torval and Dean on crack. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely on crack. Because in general, I've always thought that the Winter Olympics really, apart from the curling, which I love, it really ought to just be called 67 Different Ways of Sliding. <laughs> and now we're going over to the uh, downhill, down the hill, in a wardrobe. Yeah, that's and very certainly true. the Norwegian very, very fancied for this. How many different styles can we do sliding <laughs> yeah. down a hill? And now, yeah, yeah. yeah. This time on your front on a tea tray. <laughs> yeah, on a tea tray. And now the slalom with a koala. I love it. I love it. I'd quite like that. If um, Do you remember how you used to come into assembly as a kid and the boys used to sometimes run in and slide on their knees? They could do that yeah, at yeah, the yeah. London Olympics, couldn't they? Yes, you would do that, except you go... I went. To, I was in Norway once and you can get a lift up to the top of the ski jump and just looking out at it, I was terrified just looking at it. Because yeah. if you sort of set off and then change your mind... That's it. You're in a very bad place because you've got like a drop and then boom and then you're in the... You but set off and you're... you're hurtling down and then suddenly you think oh god did I click my boot into the ski <laughs> yeah yeah I've left the gas on but the curling is magnificent because I think how did this get you know some things you think how did that get invented how it? did someone stuck on the ice think oh I know what we could do to help us survive and also pass the time paint a series of concentric circles upon the ice and slowly throw some sort of huge round stones towards it while wanking about with a broom. It is weird, isn't Whoever, it? It must have been so hallucinating from the cold. Go on, in fact, it would try it. You know the people who keep the ice rink smooth, who after the ice skating sessions, they get out on that big little motor thing and, and ride around on the yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. it smooth. I reckon before that big motor thing was invented, it was down to a load of lads smoothing out the ice... And these caretakers of the ice rink got together after a few beers, after one shift, and were like, let's play that game. <laughs> and it, yeah. it's just more from there. And us idiots have gone, oh, actually, it's a very highbrow sport. It's, it's polishing the ice for the next sport. <laughs> Thank you. So, Oh, Maisie, what things are you doing that we should inform the nation of? I am going on tour, Mark, in the autumn. Ooh. Yeah, got a new show. It's called Buzzed. I'm going to do it at Edinburgh Fringe for all of August. And then I'm going here, there and everywhere. I'm really excited about it. I've done a little tour before but never one as big as this and frankly between friends mark i think the venues i've booked are too big so any and all tickets that can be bought between now and then would severely help my anxiety oh it's all <laughs> the part of becoming a comic is learning to do barrow in furnace <laughs> 17 people eight thousand <laughs> seats Oh, God, I'll try and remember that when it's when it's presented itself in real-life form. <laughs> no, it won't. It'll be brilliant. It will be marvellous. Please go and see Maisie Adam. Thank you for explaining to us what the fuck is going on. <laughs> Cheers, Mark. Thank you. Now, inflation is rising at an alarming level and economists everywhere are extremely concerned. 
We were supposed to be joined by Andrew Bailey, Governor of the Bank of England, but unfortunately he snapped his Achilles in training. So stepping in at the last minute, we're very lucky to have with us deceased cricketer Fred Truman. Well, I mean, they're saying that we've got inflation at 5% or whatever it is. I don't know. I mean, in my day, we had proper inflation. We had the Weimar Republic, 8,000% in a day. I mean, if you wanted to buy an egg, you had to fill a quarry with £10 notes. By the time you got your egg, you owed them another quarry full. And they expected a tip. I mean, you had to have a wardrobe full of fibres. But, I mean, you, you didn't complain. I mean, you just got on with it. I mean, uh, we were taught about inflation at school. I mean, if you only got 10 out of 10 for maths, the teacher would want to know why you hadn't got 300 out of 300. And he'd lock you in a cupboard with a skunk. And you did not do it again, I could tell you that. I mean, it was everywhere inflation. I mean, I remember one lad playing for Kent, wonderful left-arm bowler in, in one match. He took 637 wickets for 4,052 runs. <laughs> and one of our batsmen, Barney Barnacle Barnes, I mean, he played one shot, it started out as a four. By the time it reached the boundary, it was worth 8,000 runs. And he didn't even get mad of the match. <laughs> I mean, these days, they can't be bothered. I mean, something goes up, tuppence me, they make a song and dance about it. Oh, I give up, I really do. Now, people of the podcast community, we have some very, very exciting news because the What The Fuck Is Going On podcast is now on Patreon. And this means, it turns out, that if you would like to become a supporter of the podcast, you can sign up. Just look for What The Fuck Is Going On on Patreon and there it will be for our podcast. And you can sign up for £4 a month. You will get an ad-free version. So all those irritating adverts, God knows what they're for. They won't be on there at all. And there will be what is known as exclusive content. So lots of interviews that we've done over the last uh, 29 weeks as we sit here now with all manner of people, Nick Hancock, Victoria Corrin, Jack Whitehall, Louis Theroux, John Ronson, all these sorts of people and many, many more. Lots and lots of extra bits that we haven't had time to put in the podcast that's gone out. They'll be there and uh, all sorts of other bits that are floating about in some sort of cloudy, nebulous universe. We'll get them back from there and put them on that. And there will be 10% off live shows because we will be doing live shows of the What The Fuck Is Going On podcast somewhere. We'll have to work out where they are rather than just take a random guess. But they will be happening and there will be 10% off those. And if you are a supporter, an official supporter, then you will be the first people to get a chance to buy those tickets. So that is all very exciting. That's like we've been... Uh, like we've been put in the first team. We've no, we've been promoted. We've been promoted to the Premier League or the first division of the County Championship. Also, many, many people have been getting in touch with us. For example, I found a whole load of Pringles in a cafe the other day. Couldn't work out where they were from, so I put out a little plea for people who are followers of the podcast and maybe help tell me who might have left the Pringles there. And uh, very, very helpful. Claire Minilove Jones says, that's the trouble these days, it's all me, me, me. Ian Welsh as well, just me, me, me with some people. Eric Loveland Heath suggested that I should search the whole of the Rygate area to see who'd left the Pringles behind. And Joe Short says you'll have the UN around soon tracking down those rocket launchers. Thank you very, very much for all the help around there. Also, many things going on in the world that it is vital it's brought to our attention so that we can work out what the fuck is going on with them. At 
Fat staking informs us pillow fighting has become a professional sport. Now, we obviously touch on sport quite a lot on this podcast, and a new sport is always very exciting to announce. Pillow fighting is now a professional sport. Surely the best people at that would be 15-year-old and 13-year-old brothers just getting out of hand in the bedroom, whacking each other. And the game is not sort of three five-minute rounds or or five or 12 three-minute rounds like in boxing. There's just one round and it ends when someone's mum comes around and smashes both their heads against the wall or whatever you do these days. But apparently uh, the entrepreneur who started up the official pillow fighting championships says there's something so cathartic about getting hit, hit in the head with a pillow. It must be the only sort of contact fighting sport where... The people who are getting hit are the people who are getting the benefits, you'd think. I mean, very, very few people argue the marvellous thing about boxing is there's something really cathartic about Tyson Fury landing a a right hook at a pressure of about 85 tonnes into your right temple and giving you brain damage and then singing American Pie while you're lying on the floor. But pillow fighting, that does seem to be the whole thing. And it will be at the Olympics. By the time the Paris Olympics, it will be. And there will be commentators going. And now over to the pillow fighting arena where the British pair in the tag team pillow fighting championships are in with a chance of a bronze medal against the Kazakhstani. Now, this is more important, and as our great nation continually slides down the toilet, at Andy Walker, 1963, sent this marvellous story. It's the Queen's Platinum Jubilee coming up very soon, and I know that listeners of the What the Fuck is Going On podcast are particularly known for their staunch adherence to royal events, and the Platinum Jubilee, which will be, that's a 70th that's 70 years doing the same job. Yeah, that's dull, really. I think Her Majesty ought to go and try something new. You don't want to be stuck in a rut, do you, doing the same thing all your life. But uh, far be it from me to give careers advice to Her Majesty the Queen. Well, it seemed that it was subcontracted right out to this company in China. The making of commemorative mugs, plates, the things that people get on these occasions Unfortunately, or I would say fortunately, the Chinese company that's making these things, instead of this image of the Queen, which doesn't look very much like the Queen, or it may be it's the Queen in the period that many people have forgotten when she was doing quite a lot of crack. But underneath it says the Platinum Jubilee instead of the Platinum Jubilee, J-U-B-B-L-Y, Jubilee as in Del Boy. <laughs> You've got to hope that this is the result of some Republican people or people who are making some sort of protest in their little sweatshop somewhere in a town in China that we maybe many of us never heard of and they're just being paid fourpence a month for making this stuff. And as their little protests, they've made teacups and mugs and plates with an image sort of looking like the Queen with the platinum jubilee rather than jubilee underneath. And bless them for that. And of course, it is also possible that the government had a hand in subcontracting it out there because someone who runs a factory in China who also runs a pub that Rishi Sunak's brother-in-law owns. So that may well be the reason. At Smart UK tells us that NASA are planning to retire 
their space station, which is a bit sad, isn't it? You would think that a space station is quite a modern object, but we're in a world now where even space stations, oh, you've not got one of them old space stations, haven't you? Haven't you got the ice space station 11? One of them old ones that bloody takes about three seconds for the Wi-Fi to upload on it. No, you want to get one of these ones. And so as a result of that, the old space station is going to be retired by crashing into the Pacific Ocean in 2031. Well, if you're a space station, surely there is an area of the universe that is quite accessible to you, in which there is quite a lot of space, which is space. Space isn't full up, is it? Can't it just be sent out to space? Why does it have to be brought back here? I don't understand that at all. They fucking want to sort themselves out at NASA. They don't know nothing. Energy bills are rising at a ferocious rate, and that's causing a lot of stress for many families, especially for someone who I overheard in a cafe this week. I heard Richard Maidley say on Good Morning Britain that energy prices are soaring and we should do all we can to reduce the bills. So we told the nanny that she can't have the heating on in her room as it was either that or turn off Colin's tropical fish tank. And he gets stressed if he can't look at his koi carp as he's head of marketing for Pringles across the whole of the Reigate area. And he's been under a lot of pressure recently because, well, on top of everything else, he's had to go round to see Tara from the spin class to help her generate electricity from her peloton. I said to the nanny, we all have to do our bit. I put your mattress on top of the Arga, and she said it's too hot. <laughs> well, I'm sorry, but you can't have it both ways. She's also refusing to vacuum as we've stopped using the Dyson because it uses so much electricity. We said, just suck up the dust with this straw and spit it out into this bag, and she looked horrified. And I said, no, well, don't worry. It's not a plastic straw, it's cardboard, because we care about the environment. Then we sent her out with an axe to get some firewood, and the silly girl chopped down the pagoda. And we have that specially built for our daughter Nectarine as she's doing a project at school about Buddhism. So we had to sack her because otherwise it would be bad for our karma. And I certainly don't want to be reincarnated as a woodlouse or someone from Croydon. And she started sobbing, saying she'll be deported. But that's the trouble with people these days. It's just me, 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 me. Excuse me, has this Kopuloek latte gone cold? Can you heat it up again? What the fuck is going on? Now, as anyone who has ever tried to find out what the fuck is going on will testify, it's impossible to do it unless you've got a breadth of opinion from across the generations. And that's why many years ago now, I bred someone so that they would be able to do that in the year of 2022. Elliot Steele, hello, how are you hello. today? I'm, I'm, I'm very well. I, I, I have a bit of news for you. I fucked up my leg. Almost nearly quite severely. Hey, hey, what at jujitsu? Yeah, it's quite bad. It'll be all right. What? Yeah. Can you walk? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's fine. It was just it was a leg lock, and uh, we probably shouldn't be trying them at our level. Do you want to just explain what a leg lock is to those? If the case we've got uh, any listeners who aren't au fait with es- the finer points of jujitsu, essentially what you're doing is they're like the most dangerous kind of locks because your knee only bends one way, much like your arm, but your arm can recover. But your knee, uh, because oh, of the ACL no. and the MCL, once they pop, you're fucked for life. That's it. You're fucked. It's it's a life changing injury if you sustain it. Have you had a life changing injury? No, I wouldn't say life changing. I'd say next eight hours changing. Okay. Well, what finer way to celebrate a life changing injury than talking about Spotify and something that I know is very much in your mind because I know you listen to him a lot and you're a fan. 
Joe Rogan. Well, do you, well, you say you know you must know what. Yeah, what's happening. basically, Joe Rogan has been having people on who offer a, an alternative point of view in dealing with the COVID crisis, as well as people who agree with the sort of mainstream narrative of it. And what's happened is some fucking old singer <laughs> has like has been like, "I'll oh, remove my music." It's not like it's anyone who's fucking relevant on Spotify. It's not like Dua Lipa's said it, is it? It's some fucking old fucking straw hat. Right, it's Neil Young. Everyone who listens to him has his fucking album on cassette. (laughs) It's Neil Young, who is one of the sort of, along with Dylan, were probably the most sort of influential folk singers. Is he good? I'd like to check him out, but I can't now, so... Yeah, 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 you know, he was, he was brilliant in the, the time. I'm not saying whether I agree with him. And Joni Mitchell as well, who, no doubt, you would describe as old cunts. Well, there we go. But they, Spotify, fortunately, in my opinion, have stood their ground and gone, well, remove your fucking music then, see if we give a shit. Because it's like, why do they care? Just don't listen well, to... I don't it. think... You know, but hang on a minute. I don't think I don't think that Neil Young and Joni Mitchell were removing their music in order to try and bring down Spotify. I don't think they're, they're that naive. They're doing it to bring down Joe Rogan. No, it's not. He doesn't think that, oh, well, once I say I'm not going to be on Spotify, Spotify will go... But he does. Oh, Christ. Sorry, Joe. What can we do? But that, that's not what they've said. They've said that they think that Joe Rogan is dangerous... Right. They said that they don't like his idea of what he's saying about the pandemic because he has people on who say stuff who might be like leaning anti-vax and things like that. Do you know what I'm saying? Well, now, see, the thing is, the thing is, this is where you're wrong here, is that you're assuming that anybody who says that I don't want to be part of something for some social reason or for an ideological reason, is therefore trying to bring it down. And that's not the first reason they do it. See, there's a difference between sort of boycotting something as a protest and boycotting it something because you just don't want that to be there anymore. I mean, I've sort of boycotted shops in the past because someone was rude to me in the shop. But I haven't sort of stood outside with a placard saying, don't buy Kit Kats from this shop because the bloke looked at me funny in 1995. But I personally have not gone into that shop for 20 years, even though it's changed hands and it's now (laughs) maybe a lampshade (laughs) shop. I still won't go in there because I feel there is something seedy and pernicious and evil about the site, a bit like somewhere that's been built on um, Native Americans' burial ground. So, that sort of thing. That, I think, is very much what either Neil Young or Joni Mitchell would say, except they wouldn't say it, they'd sing it. (laughs) Thank you very much, Elliot Steele. Thank you so much for listening to this podcast. We are now available on Patreon. So if you want to become a supporter and get ad-free versions of the podcast and extra bits and extra long interviews and discounts for live shows of the podcast that are coming up, please sign up to that for just £4 a month. And if you have liked the podcast, please subscribe rate it and if you can be bothered write a review and if you can't be bothered definitely write a review if there is anything at all that you think i should be finding out what the fuck is going on with it please send me a message on twitter at wtf is going on pod and we will look at all the messages that you send 
What the fuck is going on was hosted by me, Mark Steele, with my guests, Maisie Adam and Elliot Steele. Voices by Sarah Alexander. It was written by Mark Steele, James Serafinowicz and Pete Sinclair. Music by Willie Dowling. Produced and edited by Scott and Matt at Podmonkey. What the fuck is going on is a co-production between Podmonkey and Consec Industries.